so you know I have sleep paralysis on and off. Right. right? We've talked about that before on episodes and everything. And I can never tell when they're going to happen. It's just sporadic. i tell you when it's going to happen. It's when I manage to slip that curare into the water that you drink. Oh, that's what, that's why it's always <laughs> after you leave. That makes sense. Um, well, I had one happen the other night, a couple nights ago, and it was different than most of them. Uh, most of the ones when I have sleep paralysis, I get the dark shadow that comes in the bedroom door and kind of looms over me. And it's there for a second or two, and then I'm able to move again. And this one was a little different. I, you know, woke up, realized I was in that paralysis state. And instead of a shadow, I noticed over to my left. Now, bear in mind, Dallas is on the bed, but he's over to the right of me. Over on the left of me is this large, probably four times bigger than me, what looks like the back of a large white animal. And it looks like I can kind of see it breathing a little bit or moving in some way, kind of undulating. And then it blinks out and just disappears. And as it disappears on that same side, that's where the bedroom door is, I can see this white cat walking out of my room and looking back at me the whole time it's walking out. Now, this whole time I'm fighting, trying to move again. But as soon as it blinks out and disappears, then I can move. Then all of a sudden I've regained control of my arms and I'm back at it and moving again. And I have yet to look up what the symbolism or anything is of a white cat or whatever. But um, it... it it was really freaky and it's messed with me now for a little while. And I don't know what it is. Man, it's weird. It's weird. And it, it seems, what's funny though, is it, it seems to have gotten a bit worse since we've started doing this show. For sure. It has. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe just talking about all this stuff right here mm-hmm. has facilitated something. Maybe because <laughs> it, it has gotten more maybe. frequent and it's gotten I mean, within the More first vivid. within the first week of recording the show, you were having a visitor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, you know, it's like John Keel said: when you start looking into the unknown, the unknown starts looking into you. Ah, yeah. So on that note, why don't we get into it? Let's do it. All right, three, two. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now, pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. We're coming in hot again. Yeah, buddy. Not as bad as last time, though. I adjusted the volume. So we wanted to give y'all a little... We told y'all on the episode earlier today... How do you like that? You get two in one two day. Two in one day. Everybody likes a twofer. Oh, hell yeah, man. So we told y'all earlier 
that we would give you kind of an update. And sure, these episodes are on the same day, but they were recorded different days, believe it or not. Um, so let's do the time warp again. <laughs> so we just got back from our live event and we wanted to give you all a little synopsis of it real quick. You guys are amazing. Absolutely. That was an amazing show. We loved it. We loved meeting all of y'all who came out. Yeah. Um, it, I, I just, I'm blown away. And Happy birthday, Leslie. Yes, happy birthday, Leslie. <laughs> we appreciate you deciding to come out and check us out for your birthday. And, you know, we hope maybe for your next birthday, you'll decide to do the same thing. We'll try to have a live event. You can come out then, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was floored by the turnout and by how how nice and everybody was. Yeah, man, they were really just, nice. It yeah, was, y'all have no idea how much this just it just takes. Adam said earlier he just he just kept picking his jaw up off the floor. Oh yeah. So it, and my jaw lives on the floor. <laughs> I think now. You know, I I have a little wheel jaw wheelbarrow that I just move it around in now. It's just amazing. <laughs> so thank you everybody that came out and and thanks to everybody that tried to come out and couldn't. I got messages from a few folks that had things come up and weren't going to be able to make it. You know, we understand. I, we understand. Um, but, it, yeah, it was a fantastic event, and and we appreciate uh, Jerry and Tracy coming down from Hillbilly Horror Stories and being a part of it. Bree from Macabre Melts, and uh, and David and Shelly and Randy from EVP Mediums. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just a, a wealth of information uh, about um, – you know, these, the investigations and the work that they do helping folks that have disturbances at their house. Thanks guys. I mean, all of you just, you know, you made this event spectacular. Yeah. And you really made us want to do more. So, you know, be prepared for us to do more because we definitely, definitely want to. Um, and also we were talking to David about, you know, me and Matt and them, maybe collaborating a little bit on some other things. So keep an ear to the ground for that. I think you'll you'll be interested to see what happens there. Now, as our little bonus episode for Halloween, Matt, why don't you set up what we're doing? So as I've mentioned on the show before, the house that I grew up in has a spirit, or so we believe. And at least one. At least one. Um, for years, um, we had, we've dealt with things being moved, um, unexplained noises, footsteps and whatnot. So for this bonus episode, we decided that we would, we would go to my parents' house and interview them about the things that they've experienced, uh, in the, uh, in the years that they've lived there. Right. And they still live there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so. So we had a good time with this, and and I think you'll enjoy it too. Uh, my my parents, they're 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 pretty cool. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> this was the first time I actually got to meet them, and you know, I I really dig them. They're really good folk. Yeah, yeah. So um, so sit so uh, sit tight. Uh, listen to this interview. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Yep. Here it is, and we'll be right back afterward. Okay, everybody. Uh, we're here with two special guests. Um, we're going to do 
little bit of an amateur ghost hunt tonight. Right. And our very special guests are my mom and dad. Yay. So uh, we're going to be talking to them about uh, the house. How long have y'all lived here now? Oh, it's uh, 41 years now. 41 years. Wow. So this is the house that I grew up in. And you've heard me mention on the show before that we've had a lot of things happen over the years, and and they still happen now. So we're going to be talking to them a little bit uh, about some things that have happened and the history of the house and whatnot. And uh, then we're going to do some uh, we're going to do some investigating ourselves. Right. See what happens. See if we actually get anything or if they're silent tonight. That's right. All right. So. Um, so. Tell us a little bit about when y'all first bought this house, because I know there's a pretty interesting story that goes along with that. About when we first bought it. Yeah. Did the did the people that you bought it from, they, they didn't let y'all come in and see the house first, right? Right, right. We bought it inside, sight unseen, because we liked the area. We wanted to be in there. I grew up in this area, just a, you know, a few blocks over. And uh, the people didn't like the house and, and was, they kind of thought we were trying to cheat them, I think. And we weren't. I mean, we, we paid the asking price for it. So, but yeah, we we did. We never saw the inside of the house until we owned the house. Now, um, now I know this story, but tell everybody what it was like when y'all first came in the house. What it looked like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was really strange. It was you know uh, the a room was finished downstairs, all in in like black and red. You know, just really, just really weird. Not our taste at all. Then of course we had the bathroom that was pink and black, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that was kind of a shocker. But uh, you didn't keep the pink and black bathroom. Well, we we kind of yeah, yeah, we kind of had some to. Of it's still I there, mean, it's, yeah. it yeah. was ceramic tile, so oh, there wasn't wow, yeah. a lot we could do with it. Yeah. So we kind of toned it down through the years. They really but, went for it then. Yeah. Well, really as time did. went on, we found out that that was really popular at the time that this house was built. Oh yeah. That if you had a pink and black bathroom, you were right on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But now no. the history of this area is is very interesting because a a man owned all this land here and he was from England. Yeah, that's all the names of the streets are are English names of of provinces or whatever they're called right. in England, and uh, so they're all named that. And there's wells all in the yards. You know, people talk about you know they'll they'll come up a, like a hole in their yard and they'll drop a rock down in it and they hear the water drop in it. So. You know, there's there's lots of interesting it, things about that. It was farmland, right? It was farmland, yes. So, you know, if we're thinking back to mid-1800s, and this is a farm in Tennessee, mm-hmm. then the likelihood is that there were slaves here. Sure. And that's one thing that, that is we've seen some commonalities with properties and areas that have a lot of activity is that there was there were slave owners there so there was you know the slaves didn't have the medical care and things like that whatever they got was provided by the plantation owner so there was a lot of death you know right. that happened mm-hmm. on on farms things like that and with the slaves it just added that many more people to, to die on the property. 
So we, we don't know for sure, but just based on the, the time frame, uh, it would make sense, you know, because we do we do know that this this area was a farm. Right. So after y'all moved in and everything, what what was one of the first things that you can remember that kind of pointed to maybe, you know, there's a ghost or some ghost activity or something in the house? Well, the first thing I remember, I had a home office in the basement and I was here by myself. Mm-hmm. And you could hear footsteps starting from the kitchen, walk the length of the house back to the bedrooms, just one direction. Right. And this might happen a couple of times during the course of a, an eight-hour working day. Hmm. And uh, it was always the same direction from kitchen to bedroom, never anything from bedroom back to towards the kitchen. Right. And uh, you know, sitting there, you knew that there was nobody upstairs. <laughs> right. Absolutely nobody. But yet there was these footsteps. Right. Very distinctive. You know, tromping through the house. Yeah. And at the time, we didn't have the laundry room that's upstairs now was downstairs in the basement. And I would be down there knowing I was alone doing laundry, and I could hear it. But now I heard they went back and forth, Mm -hmm. you know, back and forth. The first time I heard it, I thought that Steve had come home or somebody was here and and came upstairs and front door was locked. And, yeah, you know, nobody was here, but they they are very dis- they were they're very distinct. Yeah, and in older houses like this, you know when it's you know footsteps, and you know when it's just or the just floor creaking. creaking. Uh-huh. There's a distinct difference. And I guess one of the first things I remember upstairs was, uh, and Matt was was little. He was here, and he was back in his room. I was in here and had put on some water to boil, and the phone rang. And I answered the phone and then walked back through the house to, like, check on him and was talking to whoever I was talking to and then remembered I left that water on the stove mm-hmm. and ran back here thinking it was going to boil over and the stove was cut off. Oh, wow. And and I knew I had left it and it was cut off. So we kind of determined then that it was probably female because a man probably would never do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> think about cutting the burner off of a stove. And that seemed to be protective, doing things that may would prevent an accident from happening. Right. So, so that that kind of leads into one of my other questions: Is did you ever feel threatened or frightened of it at no. all? No. Never. Mm-mm. That's good. So, some of the you know we were talking before we started recording, and there's some like little things that have been happening even the last couple days. Um. You know, is there anything besides that that's been going on recently that, you know, might be a little out of the ordinary? Or Well, now, I, I, I have the smells that mm-hmm. come to me, the strong, heavy perfume, and it's in one area of the house. It's out in the den right? and one particular spot, and I can be sitting there watching TV, looking at my phone, doing anything, and all of a sudden, it's just like somebody has just sprayed it in my face. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to recognize it thinking, is that my mom? Is right. that my sister? 
My sister always laughed and told me if I didn't do certain things that when she died, she'd come back to haunt me. <laughs> you know, she always said that, yeah. and I, I would kind of laugh it off and think, well, that's Dot. She's coming back to get me, trying yep. to tell me something. Could be. And yeah. the, But the heavy smell. Now, I have felt a little cold spots at times that, you know, but nothing like other people have described, like all of a sudden they would feel a chill, you know. I've never yeah. had that, but there's been cold spots. But again, it's an old home. So. Sure. We kind of played a lot off to the to that, but uh, but you know, then we we've, we've had lights go on, and you know, we've had so. But like, we're not afraid, right? We have never been afraid, and even all our grandchildren now are aware, and they have seen. Uh, when we were telling Miranda about the picture, Miranda said that happened last year too. She said that picture would just come on. When they would be in here, and mm. I, I've never noticed it until this year that I did, but she said she did. Yeah, sounds like it's just something that's either looking out for y'all and or just wants to say, hey, you know, I'm here, notice me. Right, yeah. you know. Yeah, there was lots of times that um, <clears throat> I would go to bed early, mm-hmm. and uh, before I went to sleep, you know, I thought Debbie had come into the bedroom to get something or whatever. And I'd roll over and look. Nobody's there. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's not like I was asleep and woke up mm-hmm. and thought I heard something. It was, I hadn't gone to sleep yet, you know, and it was just like you heard somebody walk into the room. So I turned over to expect to see her. And yeah. She's not there. Right. Well, and then when he was recovering from the hip replacement surgery back in the summer, he was in in the den a lot. And at one particular night, he thought that I had come in to check on him. And he would usually know I didn't think that I woke him up. And I would do that. But this one particular night, he thought he saw me. You know, did you come and check on me? But I had not that night. And he thought he saw someone. Now, the one person, there's one person it is actually seeing what they thought was a ghost. And that was a friend of Matt's named Jeff. Yeah. And he was here spending the night. And my daughter, when she was younger, she would sleepwalk. Mm-hmm. And Jeff knew that. And Jeff woke up one night. They were Matt's room was downstairs. And he looked up and saw a girl or a woman on the stairs. And it didn't really frighten him because he said, well, that's Wendy. And he called out to her and no response or anything like that. And then she just went away. We have never really seen anything. I have seen what I thought was a shadow crossing over in the kitchen when I would be out in the den, but never was really sure. He saw a female, you know, right? and got up the next, like I said, it did not, he thought it was Wendy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but Wendy had not gotten up that night because we, Wendy would wake up. In fact, if he would have called out to her, it would have woken her up. Right. Yeah, but, but he's the one that saw it. And, of course, when he came upstairs the next morning and said something about it, Wendy goes, that wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't me. So. Now, <clears throat> there was something that happened maybe about 10 years ago. You had called me that evening to ask if I had been by the house that day. Yes. Now, what, do you remember that? Do you remember asking me about it? Well, you know, we had the one incident where Bonnie was outside. And, you know, and you came you came by and saw that he was out. And we never, we always made sure Bonnie was in when we when we left. Barney, Barney was, was our dog. Was our little dog. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
So, uh, well, there was there was another time where you called me and I hadn't been by the house that day because some things were pulled out of a closet. You remember that the the middle the middle the room middle back room. here, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, mom had called and and she asked if I had been by the house and I and I said no. I can't remember what it was. And it was, yeah, but I do remember that now. Because yeah, some 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 things had been pulled out of the middle room closet and we're in the floor more than just what would have fallen and caused the closet door to open. Right. And they were, you know, know, I didn't see it, but mom was calling me to tell me that that's what it was, thinking I had come over here looking for something of mine or something. Yeah, he said Mm -hmm. he had not been here. So so there, there was a situation that, that happened when I was probably what, 12 or 13 where I was here by myself and had put water on the, on the stove to boil, um, to fix one of those little meals that you just drop the bag in and mm-hmm. it heats it up. And downstairs I had heard banging, um, under the carport and thought there was a dog getting in the trash, and it was it was banging the trash can up against one of the metal supports under the carport. And so I went downstairs, and the trash can there was no dog, and the trash can wasn't anywhere near any of the supports. So when I walked back in the downstairs that Dad mentioned was his office at that time was my bedroom, and all the lights were on in my bedroom and I had one of those drawers full of cassette tapes Mm -hmm. and all the cassette tapes were pulled out of the drawer and they were piled up on the bed. Now I knew I didn't do that. And so I went upstairs and all the lights were off in the house and everything was, our stove was off everything. So I panicked thinking that there was someone in the house And that I had heard somebody trying to break in. Mm -hmm. And so I left. I ran downstairs and ran next door. And Stuart was living next door at the time. And I told him that I thought somebody was in the house. And I told him what happened. And he said, well, Matt, all the lights are back on in the house. And so we looked back over here. Every light in the house was back on. Wow. And, you know, and it wasn't a situation where it could have been like a power outage because the lights were on downstairs. Right. But all, I mean, all the lights were on, you know, but the stove was off. Right. And the water was off the burner. And so mm-hmm. I, that was probably the most, well, that was the scariest thing that ever happened. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I was scared because I was here by myself. I didn't know what the heck was going on. Right. And at twelve, you know, you right? Think, yeah, and it would have it would have been I would have been probably twelve or thirteen because that was when when Stewart lived next door, and that was about the time we finished the the addition that yeah, has the carport. You were about thirteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's one of the like wildest things y'all can remember? That um that just seems so out of the ordinary. Well. Wendy reminded me of this, and I had forgotten about this. She said, do you remember the blue telephone that we had? Yes. And that that phone would just, 
it would ding and make noises when there was no reason for it to. Nobody mm -hmm. would be on the line. And she said, her, we remembered we were watching kind of a spooky movie and one night, and I turned around to Wendy and I said, you know, this kind of makes you think, is our house really haunted? And about that time, the phone went ding, <laughs> ding. Yes. Yeah. I mean, We've had some cases where we thought we got an answer right. of some sort. Right. Yes. And remember the back bathroom, the the toilet, the toilet lid would fall. Yeah. The one, yes. Yeah. The top. And yeah. I th I think I mentioned this on a show before, but we had we we had this wooden cover that went over the the tank of the toilet, and the 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 lid and the toilet seat were wooden as well. Mm -hmm. But because that that tank cover had a shelf made right. onto it, it wouldn't let the lid stay up on its own. So when you lifted the lid, it would go so far, but if you let go of it, it was going to slam back down. Mm -hmm. So there was no way somebody could have accidentally left the lid up because mm -hmm. it wouldn't stay up. But yet we'd all be out here in the den, and you'd hear... Bam! Where that toilet lid fell and hit against the seat, and just, I mean, just randomly, and you you knew there was nobody back there, and right. you knew it wasn't, it, it didn't just sit up and just accidentally fall, and you know it happened. I don't know. It happened a lot there for mm -hmm. a while. You know, I guess until we probably replaced that that tank and that toilet seat. That might be proof that ghosts actually do have to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knew? Maybe so. That's right. But, yeah, hopefully here shortly we can get some evidence of our own on the recorders. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you had mentioned, um, Mom, you had mentioned the, the cat. Mm -hmm. The black cat. And mm -hmm. we had all... we. I, I don't know. We did this for what four or five years, yeah. where we had a Halloween party every year that served as my sister's birthday party, and we had a cat show up on Halloween, and it was a black cat, wasn't our cat, um, and it was gone the next day. Mm -hmm. But we had we had set up a fire out here in the yard, and. I don't know what we had probably 25 or 30 kids yeah, over here, yeah. you know. And um, of course we had, you know, Jim. <laughs> you yeah, know, Jim we, had, we had Jeff's Jim, dad yeah. over here who I've talked about on the show before. Um, You know, and he's kind of holding this, you know, mock seance kind of deal, you know, just, just really trying to entertain, mm -hmm. um, you know, kids that were, what sixth seventh grade age mm -hmm. so um of course at that point i was in high school so my friends were over here you know just hanging out you know having a having a good time and and helping with the party and whatnot but this cat would walk in and out of all the people sitting around the fire just in and out you know just just randomly i mean it, it wasn't you wouldn't expect a stray cat to approach a bunch of people Right. You know, especially a bunch of people sitting around a fire. But this cat came right up. Hmm. And the next day, it was gone. But that was also the night that it was probably about 2 in the morning. And I'm sleeping on the couch. 
and I had a beagle at the time, and he was laying next to me, and he he started whimpering and kind of growling at the door, that door, mm-hmm. going into from the den into the kitchen. And, and he would go over to the door, and he would he would get to the door, and then he would whimper and whine, and he would not go into the kitchen. And he just stared into the kitchen like he was looking at somebody standing in the kitchen. Right. And I called to him, tried to get him to come back to me, and he wouldn't do it. But he was not he was not going to cross over that threshold. And then all of a sudden, he stopped. And then he went up and he sniffed the threshold. And then he went on in the kitchen and he came back. Mm. So, but for a good Five minutes, this went on. And, of course, earlier that night, Jeff's dad had said, Matt, don't be expected. Don't be, uh, don't be surprised if, um, if you get a visit tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and he told me this privately. He, he did not tell me this in front of any of my friends or any of my sister's friends or mom and dad or anything. He pulled me aside and you know, I had I had been friends with Jeff since we were little kids, so he would have had no reason to say, "I'm just gonna get a thrill out of scaring just Matt," right? By telling him this, and you know, he he was telling me this to kind of be aware, and because of other other things like you know, we talked about this is why Adam and I don't touch Ouija boards, right? But you know, other events leading up to that particular night. Had uh, had kind of given him the idea that I I would be one that could pick up on something like this. Mm-hmm. So that's why he had told me that, and I think that night something did happen. Yeah. So sounds like it. Well, mom, dad, thank you for doing this. You know, letting us come over here and harass you about your own house, and then we're right. gonna we're gonna leave. And go back to our homes. Right. <laughs> We're going to leave you here with whatever's here. <laughs> with whatever's here, yes. Yeah. All right, Matt, that was an awesome interview with your parents. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. I really enjoyed finally getting to meet them. Yeah. We, yeah. I've, you know, we and everybody else has heard so much about them, you know, over the year of doing this show that that was great to finally get an interview. Yeah, and you know they they were really good sports about wanting to do it, and I, I'm telling you, we were really we just scratched the surface, you know, of what has happened in that house, and some of the stories you, you can't even you don't even remember. There's just so many, and and some of the things that we talked about during the interview, they happened so frequently. That mm-hmm. they just become commonplace. You just you get used to it, and I, I never thought you could get used to something like that. Something that's just totally unexplained. That's just happening right in front of you. Right, happens so often that you just you're just like, well, yeah, well, it's okay. It's you know, it's a ghost. You know, yeah. that's what we said. It's just like another person living in the house. Uh huh. And, and uh, you know, it it was it made for uh for eventful um. Child, for an eventful childhood. Oh, I That's can imagine. Sure. Um, yeah. Did you notice during the interview, while they were talking, something in the other room went bing, and it wasn't a clock or anything because it wasn't 
on the quarter hour, half hour, anything. So it's not like a clock that could have dinged. Well, it it is a clock, but it 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 shouldn't have dinged. Right. So right. yeah, it, dad, it dad collects old clocks, and you know he's got a, a number of them in there. But you're right; it, it wasn't at a time where that clock should have made any noise. Right, and he, I remember as soon as it did it, he points. Yeah. Over to it, and we all kind of nodded, and we're yeah. like, "Yep, that was it." Yeah. You know. Um. So after the interview, uh, Matt and I decided it would be a good idea to go down into their basement bedroom and do a little investigation of our own. And, you know, you're down there, you're doing the the typical asking the questions and everything. And at one point, I, you know, we, we were doing the, can you come closer to us? Can, you know, can you tell us your name? Who is here? Can that, you punch Adam in the stomach? Yep. And <laughs> I never did get a pain in my stomach, but we did say, can you move something in here? How about those hangers that are hanging over there on the rail? And I'll be darned if not 30 seconds later, those hangers slowly started moving a little bit and Matt had his back to him. And so I thought maybe I was going crazy. So I pointed at it and Matt turned around and looked at it and yeah, it was still moving. Yep. Just, I mean, it was subtle, but it was definitely movement and, there, there isn't an air vent that would be near enough. Right. And we're underground anyway, so it's not right. going to be a breeze from outside. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, that the room we were in is, it's a, it's a basement room. So one, one entire wall is underground. Right. And, you know, two of the, the two other walls, you know, that on the other side of the wall is the garage. Mm-hmm. And then there's only one wall that faces the outside and there's only one window and that window doesn't open. So, you know, there, there's no breeze. Um, you know, it, it was still moving. It, you know, it's typical, though. Yeah, I mean. And, what we've seen over there before. You know, and you could say it, perhaps it's coincidental. Perhaps it, it was. It, you know, we had no definitive proof. But it sure was weird that we asked it to move the hangers and the hangers started moving. Right. So, like I said, that that was fun. It was a good interview, a good um, investigation that we had. Hope hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, hope you're having a fun and safe Halloween. Yes. So um, after Happy you wrap Halloween up, again. That's right. After you. Uh, after you wrap up and you've pilfered through your kids' candy bags, like I'm going to be doing pretty soon, um, go and uh, and check out our Facebook group and and get in there. And I'm people will be posting stuff all day long, mm-hmm. and we we've it's already it's already happening. We get we get lots and lots of posts, lots and lots of conversations about Halloween and people picking their Halloween costume and showing pictures of them going to parties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's all great. You will have a blast. If, if you, if you don't belong to any Facebook groups, this is the one you need to get into. Absolutely. Um, Join there's over, the over a thousand members in there. Um, so get in the graveyard. If you enjoy the show, you're, you're going to enjoy this aspect of it even more. Um, also be sure and check out our website, graveyardpodcast.com. And there you can see 
pictures of Adam and myself. Why you would want to see pictures of us, I don't know. But we're handsome do. gentlemen. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> but you can you can become a, a patron. Um, and thank you to everybody who has has donated to the show. You know, it helps Adam and I make it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find the links to buy our merchandise. And had somebody at the live event comment on how much they like our logo. If you like our logo, you can get it on just about anything. Absolutely. So go to go to graveyardpodcast.com, click on the link to buy our merchandise, and there you'll see everything available with the uh, with the now now famous skull mic that is the Graveyard Tells logo. I just love it so much. Ah, it's amazing. Um, go and follow us on Twitter. Um, please rate and review us on iTunes. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a happy Halloween. And until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. Send me your candy. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.